Welcome to Pot to Popular, a podcast where we interview the media, marketers, and moguls who are mainstream in cannabis. Join along as we learn from the greatest minds in this industry and learn about how cannabis is becoming part of popular culture, health, wellness, and industry. Welcome to today's episode of Pot to Popular. I'm your host, Rosie Maddio. Today, we are joined by Max Simon, founder and CEO of Greenflower Media. Greenflower aims to educate cannabis professionals about all the facets of the industry. He's going to join us today to talk about the launch of their new platform, Ganjiner, and about their degree programs and why the power of education will really move the industry forward. Welcome, Max. So good to be with you today, Rosie. Yeah, you know, Max, you don't know, like you actually, you know, we did a short project early on um, when I started the agency, I think it was like almost like six years ago. So it's always great to reconnect the people like early industry leaders um, and learn, you know, how your business has evolved and just great to be with you today. So to that point, you've been a serial entrepreneur since the early days of the legal cannabis industry. So give our listeners a little bit of background on Green Flower and how your previous wellness and marketing background brought you into cannabis. Yeah. Um, personally, I've been a, a cannabis patient for many decades now, and so I've had a long-standing relationship with the plant. Um, I use it medicinally for ADHD. I have since now dramatically expanded how I use cannabis, um, but uh, I've always, you know, it's always been a part of my life. And then I've had this long background in kind of different forms of, of education and or wellness. I helped build Deepak Chopra's um, products business and Kind of meditation business and that was a really incredible experience because we got to reach hundreds of millions of people and kind of mainstream legitimize meditation for for many people and so that was really cool um and i've done a bunch of different things in my my career outside of being with deepak and and i was just looking for my next kind of opportunity in life and my next business opportunity and um, i got an early consulting job with one of the vape pen companies in california in 2014 and and didn't really know much about the industry. I was just a cannabis consumer, if you will. Um, but at that moment, I started looking deeper at it and I just realized like, wow, this is so life-changing, this whole thing, you know, though everything about it, the cannabis plant, the medical applications, the, you know, product innovation, the, the industry itself, how disruptive it can be. And I, the deeper I kind of got into just the understanding of it, the more entrenched I got into the potential of what I saw was possible with cannabis. And, you know, I've always been an educator and a, and a, and a digital venture guy. <laughs> Everything I've done has been online and it's all been revolved around education. And so I just jumped in. I just made the decision in, in 2014. I was going to build a, a cannabis education company. And um, we've gone through many iterations, but but now today we have three parts of the business. We have a higher education part of the business where we um, power the cannabis credentials of uh, leading organiz- uh, leading institutions. So like Syracuse University, um, University of Illinois Springfield, um, St. Joseph's University out in the West Coast, uh, UC Riverside. Um, we've got this great lineup of schools where we, we offer these 
cannabis kind of workforce development programs through the school. Um, and that's one part of the business. We have Ganjie, our cannabis sommelier certification, um, which is a second part of the business. And then we have you know, now Greenflower Institute, which is basically a, a training and development platform for um, cannabis professionals in the industry. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me and where, where, what Greenflower has become today. Right. So, you know, where it is today, it's really an incredible platform that touches so many parts of, of the industry. But really, what was the impetus like when you launched it in 2015? Like, did you notice like a specific like turning point where this demand for educational training and programs like really started to pick up? And like what specific areas like did your training cover back then versus what it is now? You guys have so, you know, so many facets to it. Talk to us like really when you notice like that need for this education platform. So Greenflower has gone through a number of different iterations around education. We, we did kind of start more as medical education, medical and wellness education based. Um, and, and that touched a lot of individuals, you know, people that were kind of seeking cannabis medicinally for themselves and then started to touch more professional people. And, and that was kind of what started to lead us more and more into the professional training side. You know, the medical side kind of actually led us into the cultivation side. And, and once we got in the cultivation, you know, we were both doing kind of stuff for, for personal homegrown cultivation, but it really pretty quickly started to see that that was really more important in the professional side because that was becoming such an enormous sector of the industry and then that developed into you know more kind of licensed business operation whether that's the retailers or the manufacturers or the you know marketing and sales people and so it kind of when i look at it now in hindsight it, it took a very natural evolution to something that was where there was you know more demand for education more need for education um, quite frankly, there was more of a business opportunity in that education. Um, and at the end of the day, I've come to realize also provides the greatest benefit because we need the professionals of this industry to be really skilled and talented because those are the people touching all the consumers at the end of the day, right? And so we need to focus this emphasis on, on the professionals becoming really well-trained. Um, so anyways, I don't know if that answers your question, but... Yeah, no, it does. And I, I know like that whole like iteration... Uh, you know, has brought us to the launch of September of, you know, the, the Greenflower Institute, right? So just talk a little bit more about like what the specifics of the Greenflower Institute are. And also like when you were developing the program, like how did you guys um, determine the most important like or urgent tracks, you know, professional yeah. people? Talk us through, you know, the Institute and, and, and the tracks. Yeah. So, so one of the things that everyone recognizes in cannabis is that there, there's not a standard for knowledge or understanding in any place in the industry to date. And so why does that matter? Well, it, it matters because when you're hiring people from outside, they know nothing. And so they need to, to develop or achieve a certain standard of knowledge to be proficient in that space. And then you have people internally coming in from all disparate backgrounds and all disparate kinds of ways of doing things and thinking about things, whether they've been in the cannabis industry or not. And so you get this incredible mishmash of um, understanding of how to approach things like cultivation or manufacturing or retail operations. And, and that's what causes so many of the problems actually in the industry. If you really get down to it, you know, there's so much terrible service in retail 
because there's no standard for how people should be trained to provide service in cannabis retail. There's such a, a wide variety of different quality in cannabis cultivation because there's no standards for how people are being trained of what they know and what they do. And, and so these standardized training programs exist in every other industry. This is not something new to cannabis. These, these standards exist in every industry. And for us it, to get there, it was gonna require a lot of investment and a lot of contribution and a lot of buy-in to bring the industry together and create those standards. And so that's what Greenflower Institute is. It was, an, it was a body that we developed and invested in to bring together these you know, 35 or so cannabis companies throughout the industry and have them work together to create those standards for professionalism, for credibility, you know, for people in this industry. Um, and, and that resulted in these three credentials. There's the dispensary associate credential, the cultivation technician credential, and the manufacturing agent credential. And so we're, yeah, just rolling these out right now exclusively through companies at the moment, because that's where the adoption needs to happen for these to become a standard. Um, and then, you know, in 2022, we'll open it up to individuals so that individual people can start going through and getting these credentials themselves as well. Yeah, that's amazing. And I want to get to that in a second. But um, and as really to potential hiring people wanting to get into the market, but, you know, in terms of standardizing things, right, and you know, you're getting perspective, like from across, you know, different verticals and different companies, the market is still so fragmented, right? So how does your team ensure that the educational programming can be applied to the nuances of each individual market, right? Because like what the, like what the rules or standards are in one is not the same as the other. How do you guys, you know, grapple with that? What an awesome question, Rosie. Um, so the thing that's really important to understand about, especially when it's coming to standards for people, is that you're not saying this is everything under the sun that everybody would ever have to know to be a cannabis professional in your area. It's saying what's a baseline level of proficiency and knowledge. And so when you talk about a, a fundamental level of proficiency and knowledge, you can really get kind of narrow, if you will, with that focus. And so we went through this exercise and I'll tell you how it ended up. It ended up that, that in all three tracks, there was two units. Unit one is a health and safety and compliance unit. And so there's health and safety requirements in cannabis, whether it's an OSHA requirement or a responsible vendor training requirement. And so that stuff got included in it, right? Just to say, let's meet that. And then, then there was a, another level of standard where it was some, yeah, like OSHA safety, for example, was, was in the higher level categories, or if you're fulfilling some of the focus standards where it, it's like best practices. And so we put those in there as well. So that that way, the minimum viable standards and the, the standards of excellence were kind of met from a health and safety and a compliance standpoint. And that's unit one, you know, three and a half to four hours or so of, of training in that unit in each of the three of those. And then unit two in each is skills-based training for that sector. So for example, in retail, what are the skills people need? They need product knowledge, pretty easy to understand, right? You need to understand the different products and delivery methods. You need customer service in cannabis knowledge, right? You need what are things that people can't do in cannabis customer service, right? The, the things that you have to avoid. And so as you start to get into it, there was the ability to get consensus amongst kind of core proficiencies 
in each of these different sectors. So like in cultivation, for example, you know, you want somebody in cultivation to understand the plant cycles, right? How does it grow in each cycle? You want somebody to understand the kind of watering and nutrients and lighting that's necessary to grow cannabis at a fundamental level. You need to understand when to harvest cannabis and what happens with the trichomes. Like that's an important part of processing. You need to understand the processing processing, right? The trimming and the curing. And so you cover those things. And, and th that's the point is when you start to go through these categories, you see it's not everything, but there is like a nice good chunk of stuff in there that everyone agrees. That's the standard. Everyone agrees as a baseline level of proficiency. This is good. Right. And so we then just took that and went through that whole process with all the steering committees to get that first level of consensus to be able to release these these version one programs. That's great. And I think that, that makes a lot of sense, um, because like, you know, at, at the core of this, like there are, you know, what we're all like aspiring to be like as like a legitimate industry is like those OSHA standards. Right. So like we have to start at the base of that. So I think that's a really interesting approach and smart. And, you know, you touched upon like V1 is really, you know, for like the companies, you know, to be able to train their their staff and uh, and new hires. But, you know, you said you're going to open it up to, you know, consumers. So there has been a massive influx of potential hires you know, pivoting from mainstream industries to cannabis lately. And, you know, these courses are going to be critical for them. So from your perspective, what are the most important skills or qualities that every cannabis employee or would be employee should have based on the needs of the space? Well, I think the first thing I always tell people is that you really want to break down the space by verticals, because the truth is, even as I've gotten so kind of well-versed in the ecosystem from an education standpoint, I'm not a cultivator, right? And so working in the cultivation sector would, would not be something that I would be drawn to. And yet other people love the idea of working with the plants and growing the plants. And so there are these, I would, you know, there are four main sectors, if you really get down to it. There's the whole retail sector, which is all about retail, right? And, and you know this as well as anybody, but there's the compliance side, there's the product side, there's the service side, there's the marketing and sales side, but retail is a sector. Then there's the manufacturing sector, right? Which is about making products, right? And those people fall from everything from, you know, those that are licensing out their brands to people actually, you know, contract manufacturing and everything in between in the manufacturing sector. And then of course there's the cultivation sector, people who want to work with the plant and grow the plant. And the reason I bring up those three sectors is because usually people will either say, yes, I definitely want to be in one of those, you know, like that's my jam. I'm in one of those or no, those aren't my jam. Right. And I want to be in similarly sales. And the fourth is just that whole ancillary sector of all the places that service those three sectors. Right. And in that you can find any kind of niche that you would want, but it's good to know about those sectors and, and understand those sectors. And so we think again, these uh, baseline levels of uh, certifications will give people a, a, a good foundation of knowledge if you're wanting to play in any one of those sectors, even from an ancillary side. Right. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And then also, so, you know, that's one side of it. And we talked about this a little earlier on, and, and, I, and I should have asked it earlier on. So you did something really special. You brought together, you know, some of like the biggest players in the space, right? I don't know how many you said like were... Um, we're members of like the steering committee, like Cureleaf, AYR, um, Kiva, right? They've all signed up to be, you know, founding members of the Greenflower Institute. 
How did you like, you know, we are in this early stages and we're hopeful for collaboration, but you really got, you know, people to collaborate on this programming. So aside from the fact that, you know, they want to find like the best hires and it only like behooves them to have like a standardization. What was the value proposition when you're pitching these initiatives to these leaders? Like, how'd you get them all on board together? Yeah, Um, there's a really legitimate challenge that cannabis businesses are facing right now, which is that the most people that they're recruiting from outside the industry don't have cannabis backgrounds. And as you know, Rosie, this space is like unbelievably complex and challenging and regulated. And so if, if you just can kind of step out of our world for a second, think about somebody's being thrown into an environment that's like a fire hose coming from every direction, you know, with incredible intensity and you know nothing about anything, it's actually a real issue. <laughs> and so in, in all sectors of the industry, even though it's not very cool to talk about it, there's tremendous turnover in every sector of the industry right now, from the best companies to the worst of the companies. And so the, the, the reality is we went to all these companies and said, look, you know, however big or small of a problem this is in your company right now, whether it's turnover or you're just hiring a bunch of new people that don't have any background, let's acknowledge this is an issue. And all of them said, you're right. This is an issue. I love it. I love (laughs) it. and, And then we said, collaborate with us in solving this issue. And we will also then give you a bunch of great benefits for doing that to be a part of this process. And they said, great, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. And so it, was, it wasn't a hard sell to, to most of these people. Um, most of them saw the problem, saw the need, you know, believed that we were the right group to bring this forward and, and then said yes and, and jumped in. And I will say, although I started the question a little bit of skepticism, I will say my favorite thing about this industry is the spirit of collaboration. Like we're still in the early innings, we're rising tides, lift still boats, working together is going to move the whole industry because we don't work together as an industry, we have no industry. So um, it is gratifying to see all those big names being like, let's work on this together because that's the only way that we can we can move forward. So I, I just love seeing that when you see these uh, people that people would see are would be competitors collaborating together to make sure that the industry as a whole is just gets better and better. The right standards for people, you know, has the right standards for people. And again, it's just because it's a legitimate issue. Like, you know, here, here's this industry that in many ways is like growing way faster than people are prepared for. You know, like that's the truth is like everybody's running around so crazy <laughs> all the time. And as a result of that, you know, it can create these really chaotic environments. And so that's a, a real issue the best cultures and the best leaders are still dealing with this. And the beauty of, of training is that it, it can play a real big role in getting you know, everybody on the same page, getting everybody speaking the same language, getting you know, people engaged in the same conversation, sharing the same knowledge, coming from the same basis points. And, and so I, I think again, you know, one of my, my messages these days is to just get, get the industry to realize that a lot of that chaos does go away with training. It, it, it provides a good solution to, to help people really stay, you know, in, in the same lane together. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and I believe I'm sure you do too. And part of the reason of this is the standardized trainings and credentials will be the reason we propel cannabis to mainstream. Yeah. But, but, but what is a long-term goal for both Greenflower and Institute, right? Like, uh, like how do you see this as like a, a, a bigger vision? I mean, I'd love to see every professional, have a credential demonstrating their knowledge and proficiency. Uh, again, it's um, 
this is not new. You know, the, what, what we are bringing kind of badging, credentialing, training to an industry is something that exists in every other industry, especially ones that are, are well run, you know? And so I think for us, it's just trying, as you said, it's all so early and so new and there's so much changing. We're just trying to do a good job at it, you know, at, at bringing the right people in and building the right programs and 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 kind of getting this industry to be well educated. Because for me personally, a well educated industry means that we have a safe industry. It means we have a, a, an industry that provides great service. It means we have an industry that provides great products. It means we have an industry that's efficient and effective at the way they do things as a business. You know, there's so much value to having education be a part, a core part of an industry. And you know, as I said a million times before, I always say this, and people laugh, and then they go like, "Oh, you're right. This is all so damn complex." <laughs> It's, it's like, you it know, is, like is it, it, it is so complex. And, you, you know, know, if you speak to like um, the, the, the common sentiment I get a lot from like the CEOs you work with, it's really freaking hard. You know, a lot of this is hard and, and the more knowledge, like maybe become a little easier. Right. It's just a very, and that's the thing. It's like, it's like, you really just think if you step outside of like our world, you just think about it, like pretend you're throwing somebody into the most complex environment ever and saying, go, <laughs> You know, right. it's like, and that's really what's happening, you know, that's what's happening. And that's what's and happening. I want to take the other side of it because, um, and, and we talked about it a few minutes ago about, you know, the consumer, right? Because of course there's education in the industry, but we know as more states turn on and more markets turn on and you know, more consumers are getting exposed to cannabis as, as, as a choice for them. What do you think are the most concerning or pressing knowledge gaps for consumers at the moment? Maybe new and maybe legacy users. Like, and how can your educational resource, I know you guys have thousands upon thousands of hours of educational resources. How can those help bridge these gaps? So I think that we all are aware of the fact that cannabis is actually tremendously complex. And because it's so complex and oftentimes difficult to understand, um, I think that we want consumers to trust the cannabis brands and the cannabis professionals to um, guide them <laughs> to what they most need to know. And, and that's, I think, what we, uh, one of the things that's very interesting to me is how much emphasis there is on educate the consumer, educate the consumer, educate the consumer. And that's uh, what also all the brands like to say. We're educating the consumer, educating the consumer, educating the consumer, except for that what they're really just doing is they're trying to sell their products. What, what we really need to be doing is educating the professionals about the ways to provide that better service and that better support to individual customers. And I say that because that's a, a huge part of what Gangier is doing. It's training professionals to be about service and quality and service and quality. And by understanding what makes up the qualities of cannabis, what makes up the different effects of cannabis, by what makes up the different ways that people uh, use cannabis really deeply. And then by translating that knowledge to consumers, that's how we guide consumers is having people that can work with each individual person in that nuanced way to find what it is that they're looking for. And so I, you know, I used to be somebody that was very much in the educate consumers, educate consumers camp, but I've totally flipped into the, I actually think what we want to do is we need to just get the customers to say, what do you want? What do you think I should do? And then the professionals can guide them into those areas in a way that's, that's most beneficial. 
Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I just want to dig a little bit into Ganjier, a little bit of what that curriculum looks like for, you know, those training. Like, what are they learning in that? Not giving away too much of the secret sauce. Uh, I, it's, I mean, gosh, I could talk forever about Ganjier. So there's three components to Ganjier. There's the online courses, which, you know, is like roughly 40 plus hours of training. And it covers everything that somebody would need to know in the realm of quality and service. Meaning quality is, you know, everything somebody would ask about the products or where they come from or how they're made or why they're made that way or, you know, what effects they're going to have and everything about that. And then also um, how that gets translated into service, how you communicate those things and and how you um, interact with people in a way that guides them to what they're looking for. So the online courses covers everything that falls into that. It covers history and botany and product knowledge and assessment protocols and service protocols and um, you know, uh, processing methodologies and genetics. And it goes through this incredible diversity of subjects to give somebody a well-rounded knowledge to be able to talk about quality and service. And, and then the live training is all about refining your assessment capabilities because you can't know quality cannabis unless you understand quality cannabis. And so you do that by learning the, the systematic assessment protocol, which is this way of walking through systematically through judging cannabis you do it through through your sight, you know, your, your appearance, through your sense of smell, through your taste, and then also through ju- judging the experience. And so we go through this two-day live hands-on protocol where they're judging cannabis constantly, different types, different breeds, and, and then getting intimate kind of expert guidance on, oh, you smell this, that's because it's this that falls into this category. It, it You can tell this one is a little bit old and so you can smell that there. And so you go through all these different nuances of assessment to refine your palate and your understanding of all the ingredients that make up quality. Um, and, and and then it turns into these exams where there's an exam in knowledge, an exam in assessment, an exam in service to, to become a certified Gangier. So it's pretty cool, really cool. I love it. And just, you know, to sort of like circle it up, I have a few more questions, but so how, you know, with, with all this training and resources and, you know, the companies investing in, uh, you know, training their people across, you know, their supply chain, how can these young and also established companies maximize the ROI on these educational resources training programs? How can they really put them best to work so they know that, you know, when they make the investment to, you know, sign up their team for the for the institute that they're getting the most out of it? Like, what's the problem? I mean, we always just tell people to start small. And, and that's the way to do it is, is see the impact directly in your organization. You know, what's been most exciting for me because until these things happen, they're just ideas in your head is to see how incredibly enthusiastic the response has been from businesses. And when I say the businesses, the people inside of the companies taking the programs. And so what, what we just tell everybody is, fine, you know, maybe one day you'll have your whole organization in this program, but maybe start with, you know, one of your stores or start with one group and provide them some training and, and then watch what happens directly. Like, let's track that direct experience and you'll see what are they telling you is, uh, what, where are they seeing the, the cost benefits in the business? Where are they seeing increased sales? Where are they contributing graver? And the, the employees will tell you when you provide training. That's the best thing about it is that they get all juiced up because they, they become smarter and better and more talented. They take that knowledge and then they use that in their jobs and it in proves the company. It makes the company stronger. And then you see that feedback loop. So we just keep telling people, 
just put it to work in a small way then and watch what happens. And then you can gauge for yourself, you know, does that slow down your turnover? Do, do you get much more engagement from those employees? Are they selling more product? Are they coming up with ways to save the company money? You know, there's all those things that happen. Like I, one of my jokes is ask a cannabis company how much money they've spent on lawyers and consultants this last year. You know what those people are doing? They're just talking to the CEOs and giving them good knowledge and trying to get stuff done but that's like the most expensive knowledge on the planet. It's just a knowledge transfer from these people to these people, right? So it's if you can do that at scale within your organization, imagine how much better your company is gonna be. CEOs know it because they're already spending way too much money doing it at that high level. <laughs> Absolutely. And just to wrap up, what are you most looking forward to over the next year? Whether it's for green flower industry as itself, or almost, you know, we're in that last quarter of the year, Talk to us about what you're excited about. I mean, I just think it's so incredible the adoption that's happening right now in cannabis, like the adoption of acceptance of, of opportunity of collaboration is just, yeah, it's a whole nother level. I mean, this industry is really tough, really, 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 really tough, really challenging and demanding. Um, but you know, there's just so much positive signals that the future is so much bigger than where we're at now. And so it's exciting, you know, we live in a world where lots of things are contracting and or dying and or feeling very scary and uncertain. And the cannabis industry just feels like it's getting larger and larger and bigger and bigger. And, and it's fun to be able to participate and play some kind of role in it. So I'm, I'm grateful for the progress we're all making because we're all making that progress, you know. I love it. And, you know, to our point, like this is the best thing in the industry. We're all doing this together. So, Max, thank you so much for joining us today. I can't wait. I actually think I'm going to sign up for some of these programs myself. Like, you know, we're so laser focused, you know, on what we do, but like getting an education on what some of the different facets of the industry are, I think would be really valuable to me and my team. So I think we're going to. It's really fun to have it online too, you know, cause you can just take it in your pocket. That's the thing I found most valuable about digital education. It's kind of like, we're super busy people. So I, I do about 15 minutes a day of my digital education, but just doing that, you know, you, you spread that out over time, man, you can get so much smarter. So yeah, it'll be fun to have you, have you part of the mix. Awesome. Great. Well, um, thanks so much for joining us today and looking forward to maybe seeing you next week at MJ BizCon. You won't see me next week at MJ BizCon. All right, well, then another time soon. Okay. <laughs> All right, bye, Max. All right, bye.